0: Hi, and welcome to Hot Topics Live, the show, the podcast. I'm Kia, and I am the creator and host of the Female Veterans Podcast, Women Warrior Stories, an upcoming series for the Veterans Channel, if it ever, ever gets finished, and success coach at London Real Academy, um, where we just wrapped on another DeFi course, which was... Pretty exciting. And um, next to me is one of my favorite people ever, <laughs> it's my friend Matilda. Hello, Kia. Hello, beautiful
1: audience. I'm Matilda. I'm host of Coffee with Matilda Journey to Self. It's a podcast. We talk about self love, self discovery, and coming out of adversity. I'm very happy to be here, Kia. <laughs> me
0: too. So- and I'm excited. Today, yes, really? only me and you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just us two girls hanging out. Okay, so a little backstory is, we had a an amazing guest for today. She's a, a dear friend of mine, one of my students from the very first broadcasting course that I coached on, and um, she is she goes by Mrs. Love, and she is a bikini. She is, she is sort of like a teacher and educator of all things to do with erotic wisdom and tantra. Yes, (laughs) Yes. She (laughs) will come back. What happened was, okay. So she has been on hot topics live, I think two or three times. So you can probably find it in podcast form. I'm not sure if it's on YouTube, but if you go to our hot topics live Facebook page, you can scroll back through the episodes. There are tons of them and you might find many that you want to watch um, full of great conversations. But these in particular, where we talk about secret sex and we talk about Tantra and the power that um, the masculine and the feminine hold and how it fuses together to create create amazing things. (laughs) Um, So we talk about all of that stuff. And we have another installment. Um, The last one was Valentine's Day. So if you look for our Valentine's Day um, episode, I think it was called Tantra for Valentine's Day. And also, there's a funny story about this, Matilda. Mm -hmm. This, um, our interview, our very first interview, so I don't know if we ever posted it. If we didn't, I have to find it. But our first interview with um, with Mrs. Love, Valentina Leo, she um, we got um, banned. <laughs> we we got put in Facebook jail for that episode because it was about you know sexy things, sexual things, tantra, and all of that kind of thing. It wasn't like dirty. It was it was very respectful, but it was it was all about you know erotic wisdom. We'll say. It's
1: interesting that, you know, the society or the social media constantly talks about what's hot, what's sexy, and what's trendy, or how to be cool about one-night stands. And we don't give the wisdom of that sexual connection that two humans can have. The deeper, maybe the meaning of even having sex, the deeper connection that two people can have in a in a different la- layers, um, that can, that, the wisdom, as you said, can come from that kind of a connection is so much important. And I think when, once people experience this kind of connection, they will never go for a one-night stand or one night, or just a fling. Um, mm. And it's sad that society doesn't value this but values a surface level of sexual connection.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you see, you know, half naked people all the time in the media, on TV, Um, sex sells. That's like a common, Mm. you know, statement, Um, pretty cliche, but um, it's, it's like you said, it's all really superficial, you know, not enough people talk about the deep sacredness Mm. of um, sexuality and, and, um, and the intimacy and the power and the energy transfer of of this type of connection because when you ha- when you have sex with someone it's an energy transfer you are and especially as a woman because we are the holy grail right we we <laughs> we are what you go into <laughs> right mm-hmm. so we are what collects the gift of the seed, I guess. You know, we're we're, we're a receptacle, sort of. Um, But um, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing um, what we are able to do. So when we do that, when we absorb that energy, we're taking on a lot. That's why a lot of women fall in love. Uh, You know, women can fall in love through, you know, intimacy. And men can be can perform intimate acts without necessarily falling in love. I mean, not that's a generalization. I'm sure it's not like every guy, but, (laughs) but a lot of them can, can have, you know, lots of sex and form no real connection, Mm. you know? So it's very different, but men also absorb a woman's energy as well.
1: I think when we teach this kind of a connection and sexual, and intimate uh, behavior in in society, um, sex won't be cheap anymore. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it will be, if you wanna choose a partner, you will think differently. And just someone is good looking won't cut the cheese. You will need deeper connection and deeper understanding of the other person because it really affects your aura affects your energy field. It affects your body. It affects your emotions.
0: Absolutely. It has such an impact on your life. Like for me personally, I um, am such a prude. I always have been. <laughs> I have like sort of an old-fashioned um, mentality about it, like sort of 1800s. <laughs> um, it's good specifically post 1860. <laughs> <laughs> Metallic, because I like courting and I like poetry and I like this kind of old fashioned romance type of thing. And I don't, I mean, no judgment. You do what you want to do with your body. But for me personally, I can't share my energy in that way with anyone unless I really like them. Yeah, I've tried. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me to just go for a, you know, the, the the meat suit and this is cute and you know yeah <laughs> and let's just go I, I mean I and when I was younger I tried that on for size because when you're young you try things hopefully in your 20s that's your time to
1: try Explo- these things
0: and explore and I tried it out and I realized very quickly that it was empty and not for me and mm. um, I have to have substance and I have to have more and <clears throat> I find and I don't know if this is true for you but I find the more connected I feel with a person platonically, like if we have achieved platonic intimacy, then when we move to erotic intimacy, it's much more fulfilling. Yeah, actually
1: for me too, I cannot have, for me I never understood how can you go to a bar and like someone and go home with that. I mean, not only the, the safety. Or mm-hmm. the security section, it's questionable for me. Also, I mean, why would I allow someone to come and touch me? And I'm not a religious person, or it's not like, oh, I was living with my parents and my parents weren't allowing me. I, lived, mm-hmm. I left home when I was 18, so I mm, could have done too. lots of things. But for me, the sexual connection was a deeper thing. Uh, I really valued my body, and I didn't want anyone, just because he's good-looking, okay, what can he do for me? What is he offering besides his looks? Uh, I cannot allow him to touch me like that. You have to earn that mm. privilege.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like
1: that. <laughs> so, but I never went to the this erotic uh, classes, which I always thought mm. I should because uh, you know I have learned that in old times you can heal your body, even an organ of your body, with um uh this kind of um, sexual activities if i think you bring your energy even when you're masturbating you can bring that energy towards an organ and you can mm-hmm. heal it mm-hmm. i think in china maybe 5 years 5 years ago or something they were doing this kind of healing
0: so it's funny that you bring that up because one of my favorite ep- Ever episodes of London Real with Brian Rose yes. is the one with Mantak Chia. And yes. he talks all about that and how you can, like, you can have an internal orgasm. And mm. it's in it. He had Brian doing all sorts of crazy stuff on that episode. <laughs> but you can find it on YouTube, um, or on the London TV website. But the man, it's the Mantak Chia episode. And he talks about the the power of sexual energy and what a creative force. So this actually sent me studying, because <laughs> then I got curious because I'm I'm naturally inquisitive, which is why I interview people for a living, um and as a hobby too. So, um but I got really curious and I started doing all this research on sexual energy. And it was like yeah. a rabbit hole that was really fun to go down because yeah. I learned. That's that- that's <laughs> true. It's not like, oh, we're having, we're talking about atomic energy. But but it is actually, it was actually a really fun rabbit hole to go down. and uh, And it started with like sacred sex and mm. how, you know, creating the connection with a partner through platonic intimacy leads, can lead to, you know, a a better experience and, Mm -hmm. and how, you know, to um, sort of build towards that, you know, and in fact, um, Valentina, when she was here, we did um, Tantra for Valentine's Day. She talked about how to set the scene and how Mm -hmm. to build the day towards your intimate moment. And she also talked about how um, you can we we talked about co-creating, so you can actually manifest through sexual energy as well. Oh wow! Right, a lot of people don't know that it is actually a really powerful way to manifest what you want with your partner. Oh, you so, talk about this in the Bible too. Like I'm not, you know, I, I was really religious when I was young, but now I'm I'm not so much. Um, okay. but um, I read the Bible a lot. <laughs> and, oh wow. They talk about when two people touch and agree on something, it coming Mm -hmm. to be. So this is part of this whole manifestation. And and it's a lot of like old, um, like um, old quotes and old writings. And then also all about manifestations like Manifestation 101. When two people are focused on the same thing, they can bring it into being. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can use sexual energy To create abundance and create an amazing life with your partner. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I wonder, um, I wonder uh, you read the Bible.
1: Is it because your school was teaching you or is something personal that you were doing?
0: So, as you know, I went to private school. I went to Milton Hershey School in Hershey, PA. And it's a non-sectarian school. Although we did go to church, but it was like motivational speeches. And we had a choir and all of that. I sang in, hi, George. Thanks for tuning in, honey. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have any questions or comments, feel free to share, as you always do. I appreciate that. Um, So, uh, we didn't have like... um, church per se, there was like maybe a prayer, some hymns, and but it was a motivational speech, not a sermon. Um, In the houses that we lived in as students, we had it was like family style. So we had these two sort of pseudo parents, and mine were very religious. And I, my relationship with religion is very unique, because I was born Muslim. And when my parents split up, my mother left that faith and she took me with her, which is why my full name is Zakiya, Islamic. (laughs) And I actually have four names. They're all Islamic and my last name. (laughs) But um, Oh, honey, you're driving. Well, be safe. Don't crash. Um, Just listen. And it's a good moment to say... um, if you miss the episode and you want to watch it or you want to listen to it while you're driving, we do have a podcast version of this show that you can catch at a later time, whenever you like. Um, the episodes come out at a delay, so it's better to catch it live, but you can always listen later or catch the replay anytime on our YouTube channel mm-hmm. or the Facebook page. Um, oh, Sasha says something, too, before we continue Uh, The first step of platonic love is to multiply sexual relation when you are young. (laughs) Plato described, in fact, an evolution about different step based on evolution of human life. Sasha, do do continue. Do speak more on that. We'll come back to that in a minute. (laughs) Hi, sweetie. I was just thinking of you today. It's so nice to see you. Thanks for tuning in. So they were very religious in my household at private school. And um, I went from being Muslim to Catholic. Then I didn't confirm because I I asked um, why I couldn't just talk to God myself. And they Mm -hmm. said, that's not how it's done. So I left that faith (laughs) because I was like nine. And I was like, that doesn't feel right to me. So then I became very, very Christian. And I've since sort of evolved away from that into a more spiritual perspective because I um, see it as a means of control um, for mm-hmm. the most part, but it has a lot of good to it, right? And I, of course, don't judge anyone. I mean, believe what makes you happy, believe that that we are all God, actually. I believe in a lot a lot of things that would surprise people. But anyways, my point I really is- I do
1: too, yeah, I've, I think <laughs> I'm part of God too. And yes, I, absolutely. I um, believe I, in myself. And that's I, right you're, you're powerful for me actually lots of times uh, my <laughs> higher self my higher self. yeah, yeah i and love that like my higher self knows all the answers that's true. guiding me through life so. that's beautiful I'm i love
0: cool. that i'm, very <laughs> I'm <specific>. not
1: religious <laughs> yes, i'm not religious
0: either but,
1: but i like the philosophy of religion because it's interesting um i feel like even if we don't even if the five religions that we know, the new religions that we know, if goes away, human beings need religion and they will create another type of religion because I think we need to believe in something and believe in um, a system to belong to a system. But, um, yeah, I believe in me. Sorry. I
0: believe in me. <laughs> I, I believe in you too. <laughs> um, but I think this one I actually am really cautious about all of it because, like you said, um people be- need to believe in something because we don't have all the origin story. We we like to think that we know the origin story, but we don't have the origin story exactly, okay. Mm-hmm um it's probably some combination of science and religion at some point you know
1: last time we were <laughs> talking with your friend uh we were talking about the ufos and how they came
0: to Ancient aliens. i love that
1: <laughs> so it comes back where is the adam and yeva what happened to them was this a story yeah. that i was just reading mm, the
0: anunnaki <laughs> 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 all of that wow If you don't know what the Anunnaki is, do yourself a favor and Google it. At very least, it's super interesting. Um, Or the Atlantis and all of these theories. I love them. I deep dive. I go down rabbit holes in all of these theories. And ultimately, I just decide what makes me feel happy. And I live my life based on that. (laughs) Because we don't know.
1: We don't. The goal of every human being is to cater to, I think, to learn about yourself. And there is nothing to discover, I think, in the world. I mean, you don't need to be a, um, an inventor in the world. I think you need to just discover yourself to understand different angles of yourself and concentrate. And you came to this world for a reason to be happy about it, to flourish and grow, and then say bye bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe impact you
0: know? others around you, like mm. in your universe. In a positive way. Yes. Right? And learn, you know. And I think I I, I like to be careful with spirituality now. Because I think that can become sort of more dogmatic. Like a religion too. So I am actually, I used to say I was spiritual. And I do say I'm more spiritual. But I see definitely the trend of it. And I, I I think people take control and then they try to use that. You know and it it ruins it so i think it's a personal choice that everyone must make for themselves but yeah. when i was young i was very very religious i mean i was quoting scriptures and <laughs> all a these lot. things and, and i read a lot of the bible I, I read all of it i think when i was a teenager when most kids were wilding out i was behaving for the most part <laughs> <laughs> i didn't actually i was super into nancy reagan just say no and like i was all i was about that life okay so i grew up super republican and i didn't know it really at the time but that was my environment and Mm -hmm. um and so i loved loved nancy reagan and all the just say no campaign and all of that i didn't um start getting more wild and rebellious until I left um private school, as lots of private school girls do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Until I joined the military. That's when I got a military campus as you were (laughs) Yeah. Well I left home young like you. I left at 18 (laughs) and I well I was just turning 19 and um and I left off to boot camp. And then from every from there everything changed.
1: Was it very
0: wild in the boot camp? <laughs> <laughs> boot camp was not wild. There was not much time to be wild because your day is very regimented and you are being watched and ordered around and instructed at every turn and programmed, of course, at every turn. So it was after boot camp that things got more interesting for me. Nice. Mm-hmm. But the time
1: yeah. that you survived the boot camp, how long is the boot camp? Eight weeks. Oof. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to to have a not go to because I don't have the personality for it. But I thought, well, oh, if I go to a boot camp for a couple of weeks, it would be nice. Maybe I, I will be trained to be more organized
0: and have <laughs> time, and
1: you know, mm-hmm. my life will change for good. But I don't think I'm the type. If they tell me a couple of things. I might start crying. I might make <laughs> other people cry. So I
0: mean, I'm a good uh, addition to the team. <laughs> you toughen up really quick. There's yeah. no crying in boot camp. If you're crying, in, it's like prison. Don't cry in prison. <laughs> don't, oh, cry no, in, you don't cry in boot camp. Okay, I'm sure people cried very quietly in their beds at night. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you, you couldn't even go into the bathroom stall to cry because there were no doors. So you
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> you was a, the door for this part.
0: <laughs> wow. No. no, it was a, that was probably the most shocking thing I think for me a, a boot camp was the absolute lack of privacy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, maybe well, that's why you need to be very young to go. Otherwise, uh, to handle all of this. Otherwise, when you're a little bit older. You would want lots of things, no? Usually people go very well. People go at different ages. Oh my God, if I go with this age, I'll be like, Excuse me, I cannot go to the bathroom. There's no problem.
0: (laughs) There's like a hundred girls and you have five minutes.
1: Oh my God, no.
0: make it happen <laughs> you suck it that up work. <laughs> yeah you do you learn you learn toughness you know you learn mental and physical toughness does, does this um that phase make you right now in your life make
1: positive impacts in your
0: life right now yeah I I think so I was actually sad to leave boot camp when it was over to be honest with you
1: <laughs> yeah we were the only person no, no
0: we all were because what happens is there's girls we had guys and girls in my company as it was called back then um and there were guys uh, that was did everything with us you know we it was a new thing to have guys and girls in the same company back then Mm -hmm. and it was very it was like sort of an experiment and I was part of this new experimental sort of unit and I was selected for and um those of you who know what I'm talking about is a 900 company <laughs> in the Navy. It was special. And, um, and so we did everything together and you built this bond because you're all going through, it's kind of like, sort of like broadcast yourself at London real you have eight weeks. You have these people from all over the world, you get mm-hmm. together and you go through this crazy one of a kind experience together. You know, you have a coach Mm -hmm. where I had a company commander, you know, but that would be my role at Broadcast Yourself, coaching you through it. Um, And you're tough when you need to be tough on your students or your recruits. And, you know, you try to give them a little leeway when you can, but you can't give them much um, in boot camp. And so we did everything together and uh, through that course of that 8 weeks of going through this really tr- it's kind of traumatic <laughs> experience yeah. right? like we're all trauma bonded by the end <laughs> no, but we are we all really bonded by the end yeah. of boot camp and um and so it was sad because you don't know if you'll ever see those people again oh,
1: and no. I never
0: did most of them I've never seen them again but it was such an incredible, like crazy experience to go through and um, starting from the first day. Um, oh, it's like a yeah. squid game.
1: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, obviously you're not dying, but it's just that <laughs> well, pressure not, uh, not <laughs> you have to <laughs> perform at this certain level.
0: No, because mm-hmm. you cannot not perform. You have to perform. Yeah, if you don't perform, everyone gets beat. Ah. And beat me be, by meaning they make you do like calisthenics like they work you out really hard, um, very quickly. Oh my god! If I had
1: someone to make me do that, I would. When everything was over, i was like, come oh, here. <laughs> I have business with you. <laughs> it but was crazy. Now,
0: don't you dare to make everyone slow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole yeah. the, the group punishment mentality it's like don't, you're part of a team so you teach teamwork right you're part of the team yeah. don't be the weak link you're only as strong as the weakest link on your team don't be that link
1: wow this is amazing <laughs> lessons i think very <laughs> amazing lessons that you can teach your child mm-hmm. by putting them in that kind of a scenario because they learn you know how to function life that's actually real life in a if you want to be a part of a company i mean obviously that's an extreme level but you know they're te- because they're teaching they have to be in an extreme situation to teach you that lessons but even life is like that even marriage life if the weaker link will bring the
0: couple down you know mhm yeah you got to be willing to work together even in crisis you have to oh. put in the effort to be a a team. That's an amazing um, lesson for marriage um, to, to take into a marriage. It's just, you know, no matter what, you have to work through any obstacle that comes up and and make the team stronger from it. Very nice. Now mm-hmm. I want to go to the boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can take a lot of those lessons and employ them um, in any aspect of life. This is why it's great. And that's just the beginning after that. There's a lot more training that happens um, and things that you learn through the the experience of being in the military. We're all taught to be leaders, no matter what your pay grade, you know, we, we, especially as women, then you have this woman who is trained in this way, right? But she also has nurturing and compassion and all of these things that make women amazing. So you're you're trained up in this very male dominant environment so you're tough and resilient you know and you can take on a lot you know you guys um, had six packs of you. <laughs> all of us no actually but we are all very fit by the time we left boot camp
1: <laughs> well i need to do that man <laughs>
0: even for fitness i need to go there's tons of boot camp workouts everywhere they're so successful Oh, I I'm need to have the pressure. <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> oh, he says I must read Plato, Greek philosophy. Understood everything of human interaction a long time before our civilization. Um, it was a, a reflection based on the hormone evolution and human interaction during their life. So, meaning they needed to mate with a lot of people, right? This was the practice, Sasha. I like five
1: star. Four star, it's okay.
0: (laughs) I feel that, okay? I'm not going to be mad at a five star hotel. (laughs) All right, no judgment here, Matilda. (laughs) I like good service.
1: that's amazing that's amazing so but i have a question so by your eight weeks there and working with men and women
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you know working through it together how was is it like true that they say women are weaker what was your understanding of like these gender differences were women (laughs) the slower ones were women you know keeping the team behind or no there were places that It was the woman that leading the team.
0: Yeah, it's always like that. You know what I mean? There's no, I mean, typically, um, I will say this, what I saw. And this is just from my experience. So, you know, I'm sure everyone has their own opinions or what they saw. It's going to be different for everybody. But this is my own. So anyways, what I saw was that it was fairly equal. However, mm-hmm. in some circumstances, and I think this is reality, that men can be physically tougher, mm-hmm. stronger than women. But what I saw was oftentimes the, it was the women who were mentally tougher. Like right? I mean. So that was what I saw. So e- either it was equal, equal, fairly equal in both, but in moments where, for example, I saw big muscular, strong, like giant men, or actually they're boys. Let's face it, it's boot camp when you're 18, it's like boys, right? And I saw these, but at the time, so my perspective as a young girl was seeing these guys that look so big and strong to me breaking down, crying, sobbing, begging wow. to go home and, and doing tactics, like always at sick bay. You know, or going to mental health in order to try as a tactic to get out of boot camp. Oh, Honest to
1: God, trust me. I'm taking <laughs> me everything in, take me
0: off, please. <laughs> yeah, and and I and you know I I saw that more, and I did see some women doing that, but I saw that I saw that more from the guys. in my when I was going through, okay, it's, it's interesting. Be different for everyone, probably every era. And I was going through during peacetime, so it was a lot of, a different experience than my experience serving would be a very different from everyone who came after me after nine eleven, mm. vastly different.
1: You, you know, know um, uh, I'm not. I don't watch um, dramas or series just my not my personality but i've mm-hmm. uh, recently for podcasters on we watched a uh, squid game so i had to watch it too Did you watch yeah. it? and it was first of all it was very violent for me but i because i had sasha watching it and sasha loves this kind
0: of <laughs> he likes violence <laughs> uh, as you might both of my like- sons
1: <laughs> it was like for him, it was like kind of a very enjoyable moment. So I watched it with him, but the characters were fascinating. There were a couple of games that these men didn't want to find women as a team partners. Mm-hmm as team players, because they were feeling the woman will bring the team down. But actually, it was at the end, the woman that make this team go further. It was fascinating to see that, how maybe society functions, mm-hmm. maybe how these big companies, they don't want to hire the board members as women that much, because they're thinking, oh, the men will do the job better. But they're not realizing the woman mentality, how they think can benefit a lot of people. Mm-hmm.
0: It's true. I think that, I mean, it's like everything, right? We need a balance, right? And you need a, a masculine and feminine energy. There's like in a relationship and it doesn't matter if it's like male, male, female, female, male, female, you need a masculine and feminine energy. We're talking about energy right now. You need that and it balances things and it just makes it things flow and function better so we are masculine and feminine energy within ourselves. If we are in, out of balance and we're too much in our feminine energy or too much in our masculine energy, then we're going to have more problems in our lives, you know? But when we come into balance, we're at more peace, we're happier, we're functioning at a higher level, right? And it's the same thing within a corporation or the government, you know, or marriage. You need to have, you know, that balance, um, and if everyone was balanced in their masculine-feminine energy, and then also internally and externally in their environment, things would function a lot better. So you need each other. We need each other.
1: Health-wise as well. I've um, I was fascinated with Jung's theory about the anima and animus, the f- uh, feminine and masculine energy, and how you can balance it. And before I actually meeting Sasha, I was trying to balance my Feminine energy, living in New York and, you know, in a corporate world for me was like maybe I was more on my masculine side of it, but I have a very like craving feminine side there that I wasn't maybe taking care of it. So I had to go some um, classes, Jung, Jungian classes
0: to, mm, tennis, I mean, to balance. It was
1: interesting.
0: Yeah. That is interesting. What did you learn? I'm so curious. What was your takeaway well, from that experience? Um, it was
1: interesting. Um, anima and Animus, he talks about this feminine energy and masculine energy. He describes it as Anima and Animus. And he says, like, when you are a man, your masculine energy naturally is higher. It has to be the dominant one. And there are five, diff- six, no, five different, I have to check my notes. Six different men and five different women. And every man that has this masculine energy and the feminine energy unbalanced has a different characters. And it's interesting. And actually, when you meet a man, by knowing all these energy levels in a man, by meeting a man, you can understand where they are standing because each with different energy level, um, you have a different character coming up. It's nice. So what did you
0: think when you met Sasha?
1: <laughs> Actually, Sasha is a man that um, has a nice feminine energy. Um, you know, your feminine energy comes, if you have a healthy feminine energy, you have, you will show it off and you don't have a complexity about it. When you have a complexity about your feminine energy, it's uh, usually from your mother when you were a baby, when you were a child. Uh, for girls, it's the father, so um, that affects how you actually perceive men later on in your life as a young woman. And um, such as a he- healthy relationship, actually, is one of the things I looked at to see his relationship with his mom, um, mm-hmm. because if it's healthy and it's loving and there is a respect there, um, I see that he he. Um, he respects his own feminine energy as well, and he's not afraid to wash dishes or do certain things or even wear pinks for him. It's not like, you know it's not a love pop, a man in a masculine enough to not be worried about pain. these titles or these
0: actions you know mm mm-hmm. yeah, I love that i i do I do love that have you come across men who were out of balance with too much feminine energy? as far or too much masculine energy would you yeah. would you term those like the toxics
1: i think too much feminine energy is when the ma- mother was very kind of abusive in a sense mm. like had a authority in the house So she never allowed the baby or the child, the boy, to express his masculine energy. Or maybe there was no man in the house. So the boy didn't realize what it is to be a masculine man. So either these men become very submissive to women. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of sad because masculine energy is such a beautiful energy. It's like very dominant and respectful and honorable. Uh, But these men become, I sorry, I don't find another word, (laughs) wussy.
0: I thought you were going to say something else that ended with a C. Yeah, wussy. And uh, they're, you know, they
1: they like a very dominant woman and they like to be uh, the victim all the time. In this case, when I think there's a not healthy masculine energy in the house, Uh, it's very difficult for the woman as well, for the partner as well, because that woman needs to do the man's job as well, to keep Mm -hmm. his man in balance. And there's a lot of hardship comes to that woman of the relationship. But uh, another another way as well, depends how how it shows, that men that have a very not um they have unbalanced feminine energy inside them. They have anger towards their mother. They become disrespectful towards women. And actually it's very interesting when you meet a lot of men that there are womanizers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't matter what age. Uh, when I see I don't know six year old men with younger women for me it's like um is it possible that you had a heart childhood with your mother because otherwise it's not balanced a 60 year old man wouldn't like to be with I don't know a 25 year old woman because uh, mentally you guys are not matching that 25 year old woman needs to experience other things cannot mentally you're not on the level physically of course she's more attractive I mean a 25 year old man is attractive has a six-pack naturally I mean it works out a little bit, but a sixty year old man needs to work out a lot to get to that level. So I think, yeah, it's it's interesting to realize it. Um, when you're uh, when you suppress that feminine energy inside you as a man in any way possible then it comes out later on in your adult life in a dangerous way. And uh, I think women need to realize that when a man is constantly with different women, doesn't respect womanhood, doesn't honor the woman the way that he should be. There's a problem, there's an anger there, usually towards the, the mother.
0: So what do you think about what Sasha said earlier, though, about, you know, being with a lot of partners. I
1: think when you're young, maybe you should experience lots of things to understand who you are. Um, So I think it's okay. You have to understand your boundaries. You have to understand what is okay with you, what is not okay with you. For example, Yukia, you tried something and you realized soon that this is not your style. And that's it, Khalas, you're not going to experience it. I think yeah, you need to try it for a man as well, for a woman as well. Different people, even friendship as well. You need to become friends with different types of people, different walks of life to understand what do you click?
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, when I was younger, I had lots of experiences. I learned also that I didn't I don't like dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so not only do I not like Sleep around. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like to date around either. Like I'm, a, I'm an eternal girlfriend. Like I'm a girlfriend, a fiance, a wife. <laughs> that how I, that's that's it. sort of how it happens.
1: Like I'm not friends with benefits. I'm not. Uh... I don't do
0: any of that. And, and when we break up, we're done. There's no ma- breakup hookups. like <laughs> Like, yeah. it's just, it's just done. And my ex-husband's very sad about it. <laughs> there's oh, no, there's no, you know, it's just, it's done. What's done is done. So that's, that's kind of um, how we roll. Oh, hi, sweetie. When it, when am I next live? We are live on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern time zone or 12 p.m. Pacific time zone. I don't know where you are and how that works, but if you Google where you are and 3 p.m. Eastern time, um, we come live pretty much every Thursday um, at the same time. So within a few minutes, sometimes I'm running late. <laughs> I mean, I'm here. So yeah, check us out next week. We have a really good guest for next week, actually. Hopefully nothing happens. Like Mrs. Love La- and Valentina, they had a state of emergency in South Africa. So they were doing blackouts, and she like messaged me. She's like, "We're about to go blackout. I'm so sorry." <laughs> and so, so we couldn't we couldn't bring her on this week, but um, we will bring her another day to talk about tantra, as promised. Um, but next week, our guest is a water god. Oh wow! I love water. I drink a lot of water. <laughs> you're gonna love this guy so perhaps I will invite you back next week Matilda to co-host with me because you will love him
1: yeah yes. I, listen I have addiction to water if I don't have like right now <laughs> I have a bottle of water next to me I have my water next to me because if I don't have water next to me I panic
0: you panic yeah you know I happens. should panic if I don't have water next to me I do have though and actually I, this is my son's harry potter gryffindor cup oh, nice. if you are a potter nerd um i am actually slytherin house <laughs> this is my son's i just borrowed it oh. nice but i only have one kidney so i should i always have to have water and i should probably panic if i don't um but uh but yeah <laughs> i don't panic like, but...
1: i uh, at night i have to wake up to drink water so i have mm-hmm. two bottles like this in next to me because it, and it finishes
0: i'm constantly drinking water so maybe you have dehydration mm, i don't know but
1: for example you will see me before flight I'm running. It doesn't matter how late I am to get my (laughs) bottle of water. Everyone's like, but they're going to give you a bottle. They will give you water in the plane. I'm like, no, but that couple of minutes that I know that I don't have a bottle with me. I
0: feel like I'm dying. I'm the same. I mean, I don't know if I panic, but I'm like, I need to have my water. Whenever I travel, I, in the airport buy a bunch of water. (laughs) So because it's never enough at the hotel, and I don't know if, it, like, I have to make sure of what water they're going to serve me <laughs> if I order room <laughs> service. Okay, so it gets complicated. Okay, we yeah. got a little bougie right there. But
1: <laughs> I apologize. But I, love, I love him. <laughs> so I want to come to the show with him to see why okay, so, we love water that much. So,
0: so Haroon, yes, Haroon, you have to remind me because it says Faham. Okay, so you have to remind me, but I know I do. We do know you, sweetie. We mm-hmm. remember you. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in. Okay. So um, Matt Thor, he has a podcast. He's coming and he's a water god and he has what his podcast is called water stories. If you want to know a little bit more about him and it's a really great show and he's amazing. He's actually very famous in the world of water. He is what is known as a water connoisseur. So, you okay. know, about a wine connoisseur. He is a water connoisseur and it's incredibly interesting. And I can't wait to share that information with everybody. Um, so that's next right. week and we will be live Haroon next Thursday, mm-hmm. 3 PM Eastern time. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed already, um, it's new. There's lots of episodes there now. I've been um, releasing them so you can watch them on YouTube too. Um, type in hot topics live and my name, Kia. That's K-I-A, and you will find one of our episodes, an older one or a newer one, and then just click into it to subscribe. I'm going to put it in the chat right now. Right. Yeah, so uh, Kaula, hi, sweetie Kaola. Kaula. Hi, <laughs> Thanks Kaula. for tuning in. She typed in a question. Um, for you about hearing your dating stories, and I'm gonna post it up right now.
1: Nice, Kevin. Listen, Kevin, I've been single gazillion years in my life, (laughs) and I've dated gazillion times and things. And so, well, I mean, I have a lot of stories. New York, when you're in New York, you're always dating. That's why I was kind of confused to take Sasha to New York. I wasn't sure how I would feel to have Sasha in a place that, you know, it was my
0: dating jungle. Yeah. Um, but it went well. <laughs> so as so, so you know, I um I am always the girlfriend or the fiance or the wife, right? So I do a lot of dating, but with like my significant other. Uh-huh. So for me, it's like the opposite, where I would love that. <laughs> like you go to all, do all the same things you do. That's my suggestion with that you would have done while you were dating, like a new guy going to mm-hmm. fund new activities and great restaurants that you love. Also, I love being somewhere and then have bringing someone new there that hasn't been there really with me mm-hmm. and taking them to do all the stuff that I love or to see that. And I think it's so special when it's like your boyfriend or your husband mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Well, it's very, I mean, this, this time New York was interesting for me because mm-hmm. I was doing these activities that maybe I loved to do it or when I was doing it with other people, I was doing it with Sasha. And, so, you know, he's my everything. So I felt like I'm doing it with my best friend. Um, and it was very lovely for me. It was a lovely uh, experience. But I think dating, Ikeola is should be in a dating zone. I think it's interesting to date at your age, Kaula. Uh, and you, <laughs> I think we should date different people. I'm not, again, I'm not uh, into sexual intimacy because for me it's like it takes longer or I'm snobby in a way, not in any um, religious or any, I don't know, any, re- any family restrictions. It was just, who are you to touch my body? You need to be someone very special for me in order for you to be that intimate. But also, it's fun to meet people. I love meeting new people, humans in general. Talk about their story, understand who they are, analyze who they are, Uh, go to nice restaurants. I mean, if you cannot take me to nice restaurants, don't even bother. (laughs) I just love to go to nice restaurants, to bars, drink, and have fun. So it's part of that... uh, Mm. Think don't don't come near because I love nice cocktails and nice mm-hmm.
0: wines. <laughs> Me too, Matilda. You I like are a girl after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a good cocktail. I enjoy um, some whiskeys and bourbons, mm-hmm. and I I really like a good scotch. <laughs> um, but i enjoy going out to a good restaurant i really do i used to love to go dancing Um, Mm -hmm. i still like dancing in my old age (laughs) (laughs) but but um i do actually i'm so much more chill now like i like a picnic Mm -hmm. and i like to you know read books and um discuss things i like a good long conversation Clearly, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, I, I liked museums, and I like to travel. I love to see new things, and one of my favorite of all things to do is to go check out old mas- mansions, and then follow garden. that up with a great restaurant with good wine,
1: <laughs> especially if oh. it has
0: like a sculptured garden. I nice. love that. I love flowers and all of that stuff. Oh, sculptures too. and and manicured hedges. I don't know, but I've always loved that thing. It's probably from a past life. I probably lived in a house like that, and I can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. All sorts of fun stuff. I just like to have fun. Me if too. it's fun, and I'm if they're happy. boring, I don't like it. Like oh, I boring, boring people. Oh my god! From the time I was young. This is why I don't like dating. <laughs> you just nailed it. This is why, because I cannot stand to be bored. I hate it. My kids are the same way. They're like, mom, I'm bored. I'm like, I don't know. We need to figure out something new. Okay. It's, we don't like it. I don't like it. And if a boring date is like the bane of my existence, I cannot stand to be bored on a date. It's like the worst thing. That's the, that's the surest way that we'll never talk again.
1: You know, I, I was, at one point, I was on the online dating apps mm-hmm. and it was actually tiring. Tiring mm. because you go uh, uh, date after a date after a date and nothing comes out of it. And it's like, there's no connection. It's just, you feel like it's a waste of time. Till one day, and I'm telling this to Kaula or other women that they like to date and they need to date. It's your mm-hmm. time to enjoy and explore and meet people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you need to change the mentality behind the online dating Hmm. because uh, it should be a fun element. It's not like, oh, my God, I'm going to find the person with these apps. But just say, you know, um, I have some time and I'm just going to dress up and go meet people and have fun. And I think once you put the pressure out of that element, it becomes, you know, enjoyable to go on dates online you're going to meet interesting people. And sometimes they're not interesting, but you thought they're interesting.
0: But mm. thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, so I've never done online dating, okay? But I have helped my friends, because I was married for a really long time. So I've helped my friends and I thought it was the most fun thing. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was so great that you could just go through. Now maybe it was because I had no investment in it, but mm-hmm. I thought, wow, it's like shopping. But for guys. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, this is like a miracle. Like, this is the most amazing thing. But is it safe? Because in the early days, it was like very questionable as to whether it was safe. But by now, it's like you can do these things, right? Get into an Uber. You can go on a date with a guy online. Just meet in public, right? Meet in public. Lots of people. Have an exit strategy put in place if you need to leave or if the guy's a jerk. And, um, And so, yeah. But... I, I just thought it was amazing. Now, I've never done it for myself, but what I've seen from, like, all of these dating shows and, like, there's tons of dating channels because I'm, I'm single now, honey. I have to get educated on the current times. So there's lots of, like, dating channels on YouTube and whatnot. And I check out these things casually to see what's what's going on in the current era of dating because mm-hmm. I haven't dated in oh, 15, yeah, so
1: years. upgrade the
0: system. That's right, right? So I've got to get some new intel. OK, we do mm-hmm. our due diligence. And what I found is that what a lot of people say is that you do this online dating and you date these people and you, which you should be considering, especially if you're working with feminine energy, is y- having this as without going into the mindset. It's about mindset, as always, not having the mindset of of um, this. Is, I'm going to meet the one this this next guy is the one no now this next guy is the one no now this next guy is the one that is not a positive like healthy mindset for you okay yeah. cuz you're going to burn out you're going to get this dis- you know heartbroken disappointed whatever what you do is you use this as an opportunity to build your skills for the one mm-hmm. and if you should happen True. to meet him along the way then all of these dates that you've had have helped you to cultivate your skills and being in this kind of dynamic. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's useful information.
1: No, it's totally true. Listen, with my um, online dating time, I met very interesting people. And for me, it was interesting to learn their story, their life story. Not necessarily if he's the one, he was never the one, obviously. But, um, Sasha's the
0: yes. one.
1: Yes. <laughs> My Sasha is the one. We can't let him without online dating. But the irony. <laughs> yeah. But maybe throughout this online dating, I, I uh, collected nice yeah. skills, human skills, social skills. To maybe understand what even I like in a human being, what I don't like in a human being, what makes me excited about someone, what makes me disgusted about someone. Um, So, you know, you learn. So once you meet the one, maybe you will just realize he's the one and that's it. So you will have a better understanding of yourself and how you function as a person. Mm Mm-hmm. So I use online dating for training to know how to talk and how to behave in front of Sasha.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. So because I think it's necessary, I think it is um, really important to hone those skills so that you're comfortable when you go out on dates and you're meeting new people because social skills can be awkward.
1: And also I think the most important one to know what you don't like. So once you see something that you, you realize, okay, I can work with this, this will work because it has certain qualities that, for example, Sasha maybe wasn't the type of a guy that I was always going after. Mm-hmm. And I was always questioning myself why after a month is not working with them. And then when I met Sasha, I realized, well, what I want and what I need is very different And if I didn't date different people, maybe I wouldn't realize that. Mm -hmm. So it's important to understand really what you need, because I want a lot of things. But with my personality, that thing's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. You
0: know, I think you got to know what you don't want to really understand what you do. So sometimes it works backwards. So you go out on these dates and you're like, oh, no, or this guy was like this or this guy or girl, if you're a guy, because it goes both ways, you know, but and then you realize, well, you know, for example, for me, well, this guy didn't open doors for me. Uh, I kind of like I like that. So I would like a guy that opens doors for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just those little things that you learn and it can be much more serious type of things. You mm-hmm. know, it could be, you know, this, this person, you know, when I sleep with this guy, I feel negative. afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it does not a good experience. I've absorbed negative energy. I don't like that. I needed to, you know, do it something different there. So it's all learning. And then once you know what you do want, then you have a a clearer image of what you're looking for in the next one and the next one. And then when you come across someone with all of these characteristics and qualities that you really admire and like and respect, then maybe you have a chance at something more long-term. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm uh, finding Sasha, I think in my opinion, was well, the, all the hard work that I did on my online dating, <laughs> extra dating, all these years of dating,
0: mm-hmm. was
1: for me to realize Sasha. And um, it all comes down to realizing who you are as a person and what you need. And with your personality, what works. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to think about, I mean, especially for marriage and serious relationship, as you know, yeah, it's interesting to say, oh, I want the guy to bring flowers, do this, do that, but these are all balonies. <laughs> Reality is do can you every day wake up and do the, um, you know, the regular things. The mundane together, things. The mundane things together. Is it functional or it's not functional? If the simple things that you have to do every day, the tasks you have to do every day, there's a clash between you and him, then this is not going to work out. Vacation and restaurants and honeymoons and being romantic dinners, okay, they are just being bringing uh, flavors to your relationship, but they're not solving the problems. I think people need to realize that um, uh, mm-hmm. it has to be pragmatical. You and his union needs to be pragmatic in a way.
0: I agree with that. I mean, I okay. Don't get me wrong, because I'm all about old fashioned pure romance. Okay, mm-hmm. and I and I am of the frame of mind that it, if you both agree, it does not have to end. Okay, right. So <laughs> Definitely, it never has to end. It can always be an, you know, a very sweet and loving um union. But there are the daily things, mm. right? And that's going to be what it is. So are you going to wake up happy? You're going to go to sleep happy? How are you going to handle the things that come up? Disagreements and mm. the big things in life like finances and raising children and are you going to be compatible and able to talk yeah. through yeah. these things without it destroying the, the, the foundation of your relationship? Because if you build on something superficial, if you if you are so desperate to find anything that you build with the wrong person for you, or the wrong, even the right person at the wrong time period in your life, it can be um, it can end up as a heartbreak, it can be a disaster. So it's it's a lot of uh, like exactly what you said. I think you said that brilliantly, like understanding what you need and what you want and then being able to communicate that with a partner in a, an effective way and being able to accept and understand what they need and what they want and being the kind of person that it's like, OK, well, I got those things because because we can talk about what our needs are and wants are and be like, well, <laughs> like I'm not You're doing fair. that. Like, you know, what I and I have been in relationships where I'm like, I'm gonna need you to like not be out all night all the time. And I've and here I'm well, I'm not doing that. So that's not gonna work. We're not gonna work then because what I need is something else, right? So it's, it's about that about
1: that And it's all about loving yourself when you love yourself I think you put the boundaries in a right place mm-hmm. um, why I think um, the other times didn't work out with me and these partners um, that I had is because maybe I didn't love me enough or I didn't love myself in a right way to honor who I am to honor my needs. And I just went with the flow because that guy was exciting or that was a fun time or I don't know what I was putting values in. Um, so I think it's important to understand who you are. And maybe by the online dating, you will get to see a different side of you. Uh, and whatever, whatever process that makes you understand who you are better, it's a win-win situation because then... Um, I mean we're I don't when people say we, are, we know the other person I'm like honey I don't even know me fully I don't, <laughs> I'm
0: I mean, still I'm learning me
1: learning about me <laughs> how can you know someone else so I don't know maybe parents know their children maybe I don't know how that works because I've never been a mother but um, I'm still learning me <laughs> and I like my side my side or Matilda when it's with Sasha I like oh. that. I love that actually. Oh Sasha. <laughs> I love you, Sasha.
0: <laughs> I feel emotional now. <laughs> oh. Oh, Sasha chimed in. with Good words. I I just love when Sasha watches the show. He always has good points to bring up to the table. (laughs) Online dating is an opportunity to meet people you'll never meet in your life. That's probably why it's a total loss of time at the end if you want to find a real partner. At the end, we stay with people who are in our universe. So it is a useful experience, but nothing more. I totally agree with Matilda. Of course you do. You know what? I got to say though, I, I, I mean, I find that, um, that going places and doing things that you love Mm -hmm. and then the people you meet in those environments, because they fall into your universe, right, Sasha, Um, are, that's, you can create really meaningful co- connections that way. Not that you can't. I know lots of people who have met and found the love of their life online. In fact, my boy George, who is here, met online um and married his wife and they've ah. been together for like ever. Speaking of George, he mentioned his YouTube channel and um here it is. So everybody go and follow and subscribe to George's YouTube channel. That's all of the information there and um, check it out because George is amazing and uh, he is our number one fan. So (laughs) I love that. We're going to support him on whatever he's doing too, because that's how we roll. It's a two way street hot topics (laughs) live. Okay. You support us and we show you some love. And um, Harun is saying something about what your son. Okay. Shout out to your son. Shout out to your son, sweetie. (laughs) And <laughs> tell me <he> said hi. <laughs> oh you- just when my tears were about to dry up. Oh Sasha, so sweet. Okay. Well, you guys are so adorable, and I can't get enough of either of you, clearly. So <laughs> so Matilda, where are you? Are you? uh, Oh, look, look at this. From YouTube. Hello. (laughs) Hello, sweetie. This is the channel. Go and subscribe to George's channel while you're there subscribing to ours, okay? Because we are at an hour and six minutes right now. We're gonna wrap the show up here pretty soon. And um, if you've been watching this whole time or you came in at any point and you're still here with us, you are a part of our soul family. So you should just go and subscribe to our channel. And while you're there, subscribe to George's. It's right there. You can find it that way and um, see what he's up to. How do I put pron- is, is, is it Punda Haroon? You want me to say your son's name is Punda <sighs> <laughs> okay <You're> funny, <laughs> <You're> funny. <laughs> hopefully that was good hopefully i didn't butcher it because you know my 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 birth name my government name is Zakia, and, and because it has a z in it people butcher it all all the time all, it's only five letters too it's not the, even the long form form version of the name um and it's always getting butchered so i hate to butcher people's names but please tell your sweet son Hello from us from Hot Topics Live. Hopefully, I said Punda right. I don't know, but anyways, um, yeah. So, Matilda, where are you now? Actually, are you still in New York?
1: No, I'm, uh, I came back to LA now. Hmm. Yeah, so we are. I'm in LA, but soon I'm going to Paris. <gasps> um, I'm wrapping up exciting. here in LA and go to Paris.
0: Oh, I'm so sad I didn't get to see you while you were in L.A. I know,
1: but listen, we'll see each other in Paris.
0: Oh, okay. are <laughs> you coming to Paris? Twist my arm. i <laughs> there. <laughs> we'll have to do Hot Topics live from Paris. <laughs> Definitely. Next year is my year for traveling. I don't even know if I'm going to be home. I'm trying to be gone like every single month. Mm, Harun is in Sri Lanka. So shout out to Sri Lanka right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, Kaula says we need Sasha on the show. I am going to agree with that. I feel mm-hmm. like we should do a special <laughs> and we should have Sasha on because he's always saying interesting things. And I love intelligent men who are interesting. So, and oh, Kaula. Yes, girl. I just have to make sure I get to Paris before you leave Paris. Cause I know you're working on your exit strategy now. Okay. So, yes. So I am, I am, I am trying to. Oh, Haroon. Oh, that's like my sixth proposal <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so flattered. Thank you. Okay. Okay, but I can't marry you, honey, because I am saving myself for Luke Perry. Okay? Okay. (laughs) May he rest in peace. (laughs) So um, that is an old joke from Clueless. If you don't know, you have to watch the movie. Um, So anyway, I um, appreciate you, though, sweetie. Thank you. That's so sweet. Aw. Look at that. You see, soul family because when you yeah. come here, everyone is nice to you and kind to you and supportive of you as long as you're nice, because we like nice. Right, Matilda? Yeah, we like nice people. Nice. <laughs> oh. And uh, what do we got here? Ah, look at that. See, there's conversations happening. Yeah, cafes in Paris. That's I'm about that life. I'm trying to eat my way through Paris um, and drink. So wine okay. is a priority. <laughs> pastries—it's going to be really important to me. And the Louvre. And apparently, um, I'm going to need to go to Versailles and see an old mansion, which is actually a yeah. castle with sculptured gardens, because that's going to be a priority. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And then I've got to make my way to the south of France to see um, some other of my students, Mags and Keith, who I love so much, and she has. Um, an amazing podcast all about being um, a mom and natural birth. And also they coach couples, (laughs) Keith and Max. They are an amazing couple. They've made it through like everything. They have five children and you can catch their episode of hot topics live um, and it should be on the podcast forum. It should be on the YouTube channel. Also, I think that one made it to YouTube. And if not, you can find it on our Facebook page, but they are amazing. We talked all about relationships and how to make a marriage work when, um, you have five children and you know what they told me, Matilda, you know mm-hmm. what they told me? They told me that they prioritize their relationships. So mm-hmm. to make a happy family, you heard it here from Hot Topics. We we're, we're spilling the tea. Uh Sri Lanka would be kind of cool actually Haroon. I am I'm, I'm open to it. Um, so
1: It's so, a
0: beautiful place Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm open me, to it. I would like to go to Yeah. Nice. I'm trying to go everywhere honey. <laughs> I mean, I'm done with lockdown like I need a fly, okay? <laughs> So, to the moon. <laughs> that's all, one of my favorite songs you know frank sinatra is one of my favorite singers um and uh <laughs> what are you saying here uh, you look like orange uh, I, orange <laughs> because it's beautiful <laughs> okay i don't, I don't okay. know what that means, that what that right means.
1: Thing or bad thing? i'm
0: gonna go with
1: Nice oranges
0: are delicious, (laughs) they have enough of vitamin C. We're gonna go with that one. Okay, okay, so I made you wait long enough. So, the secret to a happy family is to have a happy relationship because if mom and dad are happy and in love with each other, then the kids feel that energy and they can see that, and they're modeled that behavior. And so, and when you come together and believe me, I learned this from not doing it. Okay. I learned the hard way. When you come together as a unified front for your kids, it just makes parenting so much easier because then they're not trying to manipulate one parent against the other and it's not dramas. So yeah, so their advice and they had so much more on that episode of Hot Topics Live with Mags and Keith, it was about being a happy happy couple and creating your family based off of that foundation. And also one thing that they they did, they have a blended family. So if you're out here trying to blend families, their best advice if you are still able to, you know, you want to have more children is to plan to have that baby to blend the families together. And it works very beautifully to build, to blend. So if you're of of childbearing age and you want to, (laughs) and you want to, I'm sorry, I'm seeing these comments and it's it's cracking me (laughs) (laughs) up. Grapes though. (laughs) Hey, you're in a better, uh, I guess he likes you better because you're a grape, grape. I' good <laughs> are for... delicious too you haven't haven't had like those little cuties <laughs> those are delicious okay Although I, I, I do like, banana I do I only like seedless grapes okay all right okay right and and then when I was a child like my favorite cartoon one of them was strawberry shortcake right and oh, wow. the villain, What's called sour grapes. So I'm not sure how I feel. About that. Okay, well, one of my favorite cakes is sh- strawberry shortcake. Ooh, I make a mean strawberry shortcake. Girl. I'm okay, going to talk oh about it. God. Okay, I love strawberry shortcake. I have a little secret with cream cheese. Okay, cream cheese and whipped cream. Okay, but strawberry cream cheese. Okay, and you mix that together. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and you put that into your strawberry shortcake like as a layer. Uh-huh. It's the secret layer that makes mine wow. so great. I just shared it with everyone. Okay, because I, I I like to cook a little bit. I don't have a lot of time for it, but when I do, I go oh. in. Okay. I like to spoil okay. my men. You know what? I am not married. I am divorcing right now. Uh-huh. I have been married a couple times. I will get married again. <laughs> Because I like the whole concept of it. And What's nice I enjoy being of married. No? What's that, Matilda? It's nice, couple of times. It's nice, no? Yeah, I mean, I do like it. The good times are always good. The bad times are bad. But bad. The in- <laughs> But the important thing is knowing yourself well enough to know yeah. that if it's working for you if it's not working for you if it's a good environment and having your boundaries and your self-love in place enough to know where because I mean we all want marriages that last forever but the facts yeah. of the matter is sometimes they don't and sometimes mm-hmm. you didn't make you you made your choice from trauma or you made your choice unhealed and As you start healing and growing, you can grow apart. Or in my first marriage case, I got married so young that we just sort of grew apart because we were going to school and working and doing all these things that our life just went in two different directions. So we had to, there was no point in it any further, you know? So, um, and with this one, it just got to a point where things were happening that I was not a going to continue to put up with and so we had to part ways but we did this thing called conscious uncoupling and it was really hard I'm not going to say it wasn't if you've watched hot topics since the beginning um at any point you heard me talk about this a lot and you got to witness a lot of me in the conscious uncoupling because we did live together after we split up oh wow for two years (gasps) for two years oh my god in separate rooms And we shared the home and with our kids, because I wanted to make sure my kids, we sort of broke up slowly, which Mm. was like very hard for us, the adults. Mm. Okay. But for the kids, it was really beneficial. Very slow. Uh Very slow. But it was really good for the kids. The kids were like, when's dad moving out already? (laughs) (laughs) We're having to go, you know what I mean? But, um, but what it also did for us, because the whole um, concept is based on the fact that um, how you break up from one relationship leads how you get into the next one. So you've got all this healing to do. So I am a very big advocate for taking breaks in between relationships. Mm -hmm. So you can do some self work, give yourself some love, do some healing, rediscover who you are. Because sometimes we lose ourselves in relationships a bit Mm -hmm. and like get back on firm footing before you get into the next relationship. And he and I are really good friends. Actually, maybe, uh,
1: Kim, maybe one time you have to talk about how you've done it, because I'm sure a of people will love to hear it. A uh, lot of times when they break up, even relationship, people go crazy and they break down so much. But how you handled it, although even you lived in the same home, it's, it's hard, so it's like the maturity of two people or maturity, at least one person to handle. And one person things.
0: has to be mature
1: yeah. <laughs> at all times. At <laughs> least one that needs to be mature and how you handled it because I'm sure there there were moments of jealousy there are moments of resentment there are moments of anger there are moments of you just cannot take it in it and how you go through that roller coaster and come out strong and beautiful is the
0: key Yeah, it was tough but um, it's based on a TED talk and a book by Catherine Woodward I believe her name is mm-hmm. and you can find it on YouTube and um, it is all about how healthy it is um, to to go through this process and end the relationship amicably. I really wish I could have done it with my first husband because we got married really young. We were in the military and we were together five years and it would have been lovely because neither of us were happy. And for me, I would, I kept trying to say, listen, we're not happy. And he really fought it until it just got ugly. Right. So I would have been so much more beneficial to i think to both of us and we'd probably be friends today if he would have just listened to me and just said at any point when i was like hey neither of us are happy we should consider going our separate ways amicably if he would have said yeah i think you're right you know i think we're we do better as friends and that could have been such a mature way to end the relationship but i am not for staying in a marriage for the kids I'm not for staying in a marriage for religious or any sort of reasons. I think you deserve to be happy. Life is supposed to be extraordinary. You should be able to give yourself the ability to feel free and happy and love yourself and give yourself happiness, right? Because when you're doing those things for yourself and not looking for it outside of yourself, every relationship is better. And um, and you're not codependent and all of these things. So, um, I think the self work has to be there, and then taking that time in between relationships is really critical. And then if you can part amicably, it really does set you up for like what when I when I marry Haroon <laughs> in Sri Lanka, <laughs> I will invite my ex husband. <laughs> come. He might not like it, but he will come. Now, my ex-husband would love to get back together with me. At least at this time, he's not dating anyone. Um, but I think it'll always be like that. Whenever he's single, he'll just go, "Oh, what about us?" And I'll go, "Cause I don't, I don't move backwards. I move forwards." Mm-hmm. So- and you know what?
1: You, uh, yeah, I think a lot of women, I mean, men as well, but women particularly because we, we are women, uh, would be inspired by you because you're doing such a fantastic job of living huh? your best life right now you're doing amazing doing things, me. you're acting <laughs> you're traveling you're taking care of your kids you're podcasting it's like whoa i don't know if everyone from this channel they they know what you do exactly like how much <laughs> of you're achieving in life and doing things in life and it's interesting to realize you are your own queen and if you find the king that is suitable
0: for your kingdom, you bring mm-hmm. him in. If not, you're good to <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually I'm I am cool either way. Okay. So I I really enjoy my life. I wake up happy every day. That's my goal to wake up happy. And this year when I had my birthday, my new goal was to go to sleep happy. So whatever happens through the day, like just remember to come back to my center. My center is mm. happiness. Um, and it's because I um, love, I love my ex-husband dearly. I still do, but I loved me more. Mm. I love and, that. <laughs> I loved me more. Yeah. That's and so, and, and so, what I had to do from that, because I was a stay-at-home mom, was to recreate myself. And I'm really big on self reinvention, right? Yeah. You know, and just share does it. I mean, like Tina Turner, like all of these great women do it. And, um, and I think that at there, we have these points in our life where we have to take a look in, inside. And I spent some time doing that. And... Um, And also, I got really good at manifesting things. Like, I started to really understand the power of manifestation. I need to work on that. Yeah. It's a whole other topic for another day. We didn't get to it. But uh,
1: um, I use my sexual energy for manifesting life. Oh, my God. When is she coming? The queen love? (laughs)
0: Well, I wasn't able to reconfirm a new date with her because she went into blackout status. So she had no internet. Everything was gone. We have, we're not in contact. So once things come back up again. um, Please have me, Mishuk, because I want (laughs) to learn. Oh no, I can't even follow you (laughs) online. Of course, either way. I'm sure you'll want to ask questions, but you could ask questions um, via the chat. Or you could be here. So hopefully it will be on one of your weeks to be here. But if you'd really love it, of course, I'll have you co-host with me. And um, I actually, it might be best that way, because I love to hear what Sasha has to say. (laughs) (laughs) About these things. I love that too. (laughs) Aww. And so, uh, what, what is Sasha saying now? He says this.
1: <laughs>
0: Why is he yeah. that cute?
1: Yeah, I really love myself. And, you know, doing today, I, like, oh, I love me.
0: I love me. And
1: he's like, I love you too. So, I guess it's a common thing. Yeah, loving Matilda is a common thing for both of us.
0: <laughs> I you guys him. got that in common. It's so cute. I love that. He's adorable. I think you should marry him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's the, wedding the idea. Will be, the wedding
1: will be in Armenia. So like, yeah, get oh yeah, ready. We don't I, know the date
0: yet, but sometime okay. end of spring or summer. Really? Okay. So yeah. I have to be very careful because I'm planning a lot of trips and I am going to Saudi Arabia in September of next year. So I have to make sure I South yeah. of Arabia, wow. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a girl exotic, in the mood. Uh, uh, <laughs> <exhausting> <laughs> My vocal coach is there. Oh, <laughs> yes, and we're going to go hang out in person and write a script. <laughs> I didn't give that a shot. Mm.
1: <laughs> Very interesting in Saudi Arabia, from all the countries in the world. Saudi Arabia, that I yeah. think women are not allowed
0: to sing, you know? Mm. Well, we sing inside her, like we yeah. sing via Zoom, but she's inside. I think she can sing there. I think she performed there actually wow. while she was there, but she does a lot of things and she has a contract there. So she's there for another year or two. And so I'm going to go visit her while um, I was hoping to see her in Italy, but I'm going to go and see her in Saudi Arabia since she's yeah. had to extend her contract. Then I'm going to go cheer her up since so she has really? to be there. <laughs> well, I would love to come to Armenia I've never yes. been there That would be amazing
1: Yes So uh, Armenia is an interesting country Well will uh, Yes We'll
0: hope to have you there Yeah I hope so too So keep, keep me informed of all the details So I can try to plan Because girl I'm a woman on the move I am vexed. Yes. <laughs> and I am out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's just happening. Ready to go. Ready to go. So Diana. with that, I think we've got to wrap up the show because I'm gonna go pick up my son from school. <laughs> and um, but it has been such a fun time chatting with you and having story time and real talk. And we'll do it again. Yes. And really soon. And um, oh, I just love having you here, Matilda me
1: too, Kia. I love being here and, you know, I love talking with you. <laughs> oh, well,
0: this was fun. And next week we'll have on Matt, the water king, the water connoisseur. And I'll have you back next week and we'll talk to oh, Matt good. and have a good time <laughs> talking about that. Um, if you want to follow me, Don't hesitate to follow me at key activity, hot topics, the podcast, the female veterans podcast. If you're into that sort of thing, um, that's all my Instagram stuff. I'm on there more. So please do, please, please, please do not send me a friend request on Facebook, go and follow me on one of those channels or all of them. And, um, definitely, um, Join us on YouTube, subscribe, set your notifications so you know when we come live. Sometimes I have surprise shows where I pop up. Um, Sometimes (laughs) I have incredible, crazy guests join me. Um, We're going to start doing a verbal abuse series on Instagram Live again. Um, So there's going to be like the book club is coming back. Um, I am doing a lot of stuff. I don't know how I'm managing it all.
1: (laughs) Actually. From the boot camp, we learn
0: how to learn everything. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I should have gone to this bootcamp thing
0: man. <laughs> I'm too old <laughs> oh, Thanks, George. You know, I love when you join us for these lives. And we'll see you next week. I think you'll really get a kick out of this guy that's coming on. He's really um unique and interesting. And he has great stories. And you'd be surprised how entertaining water is. Because I know I was when I started listening to this podcast. <laughs> so, anyway. All right, my dear, shall we wrap it up? Yes. Well, I'm Kia Baker. I am the creator and host of the Female Veterans Podcast, um, Women Warrior Stories for the Veterans Channel, which is so close to being done. I saw the second rough cut. We're just doing the musical scoring, and then it's going to be ready to reveal to the world. So I'm super excited about that. It's going to be on the veteranschannel.com. And next to me, I have this beautiful... sparkling sensational talented woman next to me
1: hello i mean goodbye everyone i'm matilda (laughs) host of coffee with matilda and journey to Self." it's talk about you know finding yourself and loving yourself and also i'm part of uh, podcasters on leash every monday we debate about the topic where six Um, different podcasters from different parts of the world and we pick a topic and we just debate and we love to debate so join us we next one we're going to talk about race so this monday um, 7 p.m london time it's going to be live and we're going to talk about race does race define you
0: so. Oh, that's very interesting. Because I just had a huge conversation via messenger with Nelson about that over an article I posted in my story on Instagram. <laughs> oh, then yeah, join us. Uh, this so Monday. I will I will have to try to tune in on Monday. Yeah. You know, Monday's crazy because of London real stuff. But I think I'm off maybe Monday. So if I'm off, I can tune in and ask questions and yes. I love to participate. It's fun. So check out Podcasters Unleash anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's in podcast form, just like this show is. And it's also a live stream that you can watch and ask questions and join the conversation. So okay, we love that. And with that, it's a wrap. Thank you for watching. We love you guys. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye, Bye for now. <laughs>